Hey, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and on behalf of Chrissy Dunham, my co-host, let me just welcome you to this episode of the podcast. We're talking all things mercy today. Have you ever thought about it? Well, we thought a little bit about it. We wanted to just kind of share some of our thoughts, the struggles that we've had with this, and maybe what Jesus has in mind when he talks about being merciful. So we hope you're encouraged and spurred on a little bit as we have been by friends and people in our life on this subject and topic of mercy. So God bless you and enjoy this episode of the Wonder Podcast. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Christy Dunham and we are in the throes of summer and I am sweating it out with my good friend and co-host, Lisa Clark. Lisa, how you faring in this summertime weather? I'm doing well. Doing well. We're actually headed to Colorado here pretty quickly. You too. Oh, you're not going to Colorado. You're going to New Mexico. Yes, we're headed to New Mexico on family vacation. I'm hearing that it's warm there too. So we'll see. At least when you're in the mountains, when you're in Colorado and New Mexico, at least it cools down at night. Yeah. And you can enjoy that nighttime crispness. And then in the morning. And then it usually gets warm in the afternoon, then cools down again. You know, here in Texas, it never cools down. That's the problem. That's so, the hard part. That's the yes. hard part because, you know, it gets in the low 90s at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not much of a cool down. Well, I'm excited to talk to, about something today that's really been on my heart ever since Kay Wyma was on the podcast back in uh, June. She came on to talk about her new book, The Peace Project. And if you haven't gotten the book, get it. And it's, it's just a great thought of what do we do with forgiveness and thankfulness and mercy? And can we have that kind of peace that Jesus said, I'm leaving this with you? You know, have we ever picked it up and taken it on? And uh, she did a project called the Soul 30. And we talk about just for 30 days, just practice these things. And when she was on, I'll tell you what, for the next few days, I thought a lot about it. And here's what made me think a lot about it. When she said that there's a Jesuit priest who was talking about mercy. And he said, it's the willingness for us to enter into someone else's chaos. And man, did that resonate with me. I've never thought too much about mercy. Have you thought too much about mercy, Chrissy? I, I really haven't. That was a whole new concept for yeah. me. Of course, I've heard about yeah. mercy and I've been taught, but to really deep think about it and where she took us was a whole new thing for me. Yeah, I agree. It was for me too. And so I'm telling you just how the Lord does it within, not kidding, within 24 hours, I was given the opportunity to walk into someone's chaos. <laughs> and I'll just, I'm just going to be honest. I did not go immediately. I did not go immediately into it. And I had to think about it. I was trying to rationalize why I couldn't. There was no reason for me not to, other than my own selfish motive. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to get in it. I didn't want to serve this person. I didn't want messy hands. And then I had that moment, like we have with the Lord. That when Jesus said to me, well, Lisa, I entered into your mess and now you've got everything. Now you've got eternity with God. Now you've been saved. Now you've got hope. I entered into your chaos, Lisa. Well, that's mercy. 
And Jesus did that for us. And so now we wear that and we're equipped to do that for others. And so I have really thought about this so much. And I, and, and I remember we had this conversation. I was like, we, let's unpack mercy on the podcast one day, because I just think that it's something that I know if I'm struggling with it and I'm not a spiritual giant that, I, I mean, I, I know most of us probably do struggle with this. Now I know people, seriously, I do, who just, they're built this way. And maybe it is that they are just so deep in their faith and love the Lord so much that they don't have to question it one second and they just go and immediately enter in. I entered in and received the blessing, of course, but I did question it immediately. And I know that immediate obedience is so important for us in the Christian walk. And you think of Abraham, you know, where the scripture says, and he rose immediately the next morning and took his son Isaac there at Mount Moriah. Right. you know, why is this so hard for us, number one, to get, just to get the whole concept of what mercy looks like? We're gonna, I've got definitions here in scripture I really want to share, but why do you think, Chrissy, that it's just hard for us? I think the number one reason we don't rush in is because we're selfish. Yeah, I agree. And that when we have extra time, we want to you know, watch Netflix, or we want to enjoy a nice dinner with friends, or we want to go hang out with our family and friends, or, you know, it's about us and what we want to do. And when we see someone struggling, and in Kay's words, you enter their chaos, or you have the opportunity to enter, that's why we don't rush in. It's like, I don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah, I don't know if I have the capacity to do it. I don't even know. I don't even know that much about this situation. I don't know if I can do this or not. And I think about Jesus and the story that automatically popped in my mind. Well, there's two stories, but the first one that popped in my mind is when Jesus was coming into town and people were lining the streets and there was a little man, a wee little man. A wee little man was he. We know the song. He yeah. climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And he was a tax collector. His name was Zacchaeus. And no one liked tax collectors. No one was interested in being friends with them. They were usually crooks. They were usually, you know, mean because they were collecting money from the people. And Part of the definition of mercy is to have compassion or forgiveness towards someone. Right. Well, it's hard to have compassion on someone that takes my money. He's a crook. All the things, you know, that we would know about a tax collector. But that day, Jesus walking down the street didn't pay attention to a lot of the people. He looked up in that tree and what did he say? I'm coming to your house today. I'm coming to your house. And out of all the people there, Jesus chose to go with the most hated man in town, the man that was most crooked, the man that ripped everybody off. And in Jesus' eyes, he had compassion on him. So he was going to walk into Zacchaeus's chaos of a life and talk with him. So then I started thinking just, I mean, this just popped in my head, but I start thinking like, what did he talk to him about? I mean, did, do you think he tried to correct his actions? Do you, no, he just went and had dinner with him. And I think he sat with him and just got to know his story and started to discover 
why he behaves the way he does or why he chose this as a career or, you know, what got him into this. And so he walks into this chaotic life of Zacchaeus where no one likes him. Everyone hates him. I'm sure he was booed. He was hissed upon. Just, you know, I just want to get to know you. I want to know more about who you are and what you're about. And he took the time to do that. Another reason I think we don't do it is our calendars are so packed yeah, that we don't have the extra time to do that. The time, the margin time to do things like that. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to work in us where we're free to help those kind of people. So that's just a few of my thoughts about why we don't do it. Yeah, I agree with you. Totally agree on that. And I, yeah, we're selfish. We don't want to get our hands dirty. I think there's some people that take on other people's problems and like let it stay on them. And I think maybe sometimes someone that's like hypersensitive like that, or just so caring might, you know, resist because they're like, Oh, I'm just going to get so down with this and it's going to really affect me. And so I need to stay at an arm's length. And, but I think there's a way for us to show mercy towards someone and enter in without taking it on because really we're supposed to put all of our cares on Jesus and not take those on ourselves. And really when we take these things on ourselves, we're saying, I'm better than you, God. I can handle this better. I'm stronger. I'm more powerful. And we're not. And so if that's something that we struggle with, we really need to figure that out because we could be a lot more effective if we truly understand that we have so much to offer this person when we enter in and give love and forgiveness, which I think at the core of mercy is love and forgiveness. And it's what Jesus showed us. And so being able to just give that back to someone and and help them along the way, but totally reflecting and deflecting to Jesus, because we can't take on somebody else's problems and make it better for them. You know, that doesn't make it better for them. That just renders us useless most days. I love this definition of mercy, compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone who it is within one's power to punish or harm. I think that's a great definition of mercy. And that was, that's definitely a biblical definition of mercy, right? That's what Jesus, I mean, yes. And I know, and I know that our pastor uses that, those terms, grace, grace is one and mercy is the other. And and I forget how they coexist. Yeah. Anyway, it's good stuff, but Jesus did not have to show us this. You know, he, he could have had a relationship with his father without us, but he was totally obedient to God. He wanted us to have a relationship with him and he, in this mercy that he had for us, he entered into our mess and then he showed the greatest of all love and forgiveness for us. So it was, it's a beautiful thing. You know, we just can't deserve it. And I think that's a part of mercy too, is not looking for any kind of return. And when you said, you know, we don't enter in because we are too busy, too selfish. That's a lot of times when we help people, there's ulterior motives, don't you think? Absolutely. The other story I was thinking about was when Jesus looked up on the crowd and he had compassion on them, which is another word for mercy. He cared deeply for them, no matter how they treated him, no matter what they did. And for us, sometimes we don't look at people that way. I know when I look at people, sometimes I'm not filled with compassion. Right. I'm more filled with, well, you have no money, go get a job. You know, I work. 
you can go find a job. I see help, help wanted signs everywhere. Go get a job. But just like that day that Jesus sat down with Zacchaeus, I don't know their story. I don't know why they're jobless. I don't know why they're homeless. I don't know the history behind that. So I think that we need to be quicker in our action and reaction to have mercy on people and to see people through Jesus's eyes and not our own. And for me, that's always a struggle. I have to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit every moment of every day in order to see people through his eyes, hear their words through his ears and not my own. And that's the only way that I can have mercy on people and that I can have compassion on people. The Lord, he is so gracious to us. And the Bible says that he's slow to anger and rich in love, slow in anger and rich in love. And that's not how I react automatically. I'm not slow in anger and I'm not rich in love. Once I process it and once I kind of put my arms around it and remember who I am and what I'm supposed to be. I become that, but sometimes it's not automatic. Like, oh, like you're talking about people that just jump in. They have that gift of mercy. That's one of their spiritual gifts that they just jump in and they're busy and they're, they're helping them. You know, we talked on one of our podcasts earlier to the owner of Ham Orchard and she talked about how her husband is a part of the Oklahoma Baptist men and they're there to in emergencies and with tornadoes that have happened and disasters that have destroyed people's homes. And I think I could react to that better than I could someone that has done something on purpose to themselves or to someone else. And you kind of look at them like, well, how'd you even get here? How'd you even get in this mess compared to a national or a uh, natural disaster I understand that. And I have mercy more on that because it wasn't caused by them. But when people do things to themselves or, you know, they're lazy and they don't get a job or whatever, all the things are that are out there, you're like, you did this to yourself, you know? And I don't know if that's my human nature, which I know it is, but you get confused and caught up in what you want and what you think in your opinion And you forget about who God is and looking at them through Jesus' eyes. And my goodness, just like you said, Jesus takes care of me every day. I get in messes every day. I I make mistakes every day. And he is slow to anger and he is full of compassion and mercy on me. The least I can do, the least I can do is to show love and mercy to someone that's in trouble or someone that needs help. I need to be better about entering their chaos. Yeah, me too. And you know, I think one of the key things is time and just having love for humankind and not prejudging the situation. Uh, I mean, I know our pastor and I've shared this before. Uh, he, his pastor always said, never uh, repress a generous impulse. And that meant a lot to me when I heard it the first time. And it's meant a lot to me as he said it through the years. And when you have a generous impulse, whether it is to go and be with someone or to hug someone or to pray over someone or to give to someone that's driven by the Holy spirit, because quite frankly, our flesh leads us a different way. And so when you feel that impulse to do in the name of Jesus, you must do it. Don't repress it because that's the Holy spirit driving you. I love Psalm 86. I want to read it. It's um, David's prayer for mercy. 
And I think it just fits in so nicely with this discussion. It's only 17 verses, not very long. Bow down your ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am holy. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I cry to you all day long. Rejoice the soul of your servant. For to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you for you will answer me. Among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord, nor are there any works like your works. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. For great is your mercy toward me, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, the proud have risen against me, and a mob of violent men have sought my life and have not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. O turn to me and have mercy upon me. Give your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Show me a sign for good that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. I just think that's a beautiful picture of mercy. And, you know, I think that this is something that we do struggle in with, because I know that that day I didn't like my thoughts when I was given that opportunity to enter into someone else's chaos and to show mercy toward them. I didn't like my thoughts of well, should I? It was like the good and the, you know, the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. <laughs> exactly. You know, going back and forth, should I, shouldn't I? I didn't like that because I want to be more open, like, yes, Lord, send me, use me. You've you've done so much for me. I want to to go in the name of Jesus. And I just want to be more like that. And I think that that's part of working through our salvation and working it out. Like the scripture says, you know, we're never going to, we've never arrived. We won't arrive until we get to um, heaven. But you know, that's something that I, I have thought about over these last days and weeks is that um, I want to be more, more willing to show this kind of, of mercy to, to those in my path. I love it. And it's, it's definitely convicting since the day that we've talked to her, because, you know, the Lord does point out, you know, you've gotten better at this, but now here's another area you need to work yeah, on. It's true. Or here's another area. And that's how I felt that day that we closed out with her is, wow, this is a big, wide open area that I am not good at at all, nor do I think about it and be brought to my attention. But when you think about mercy and Jesus, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a person, it's a blessing that I just looked this up and I love this, a blessing that is an act of divine favor or compassion. Well, the only way that I can give somebody mercy, it has to be a divine, divine favor or compassion. It has to be from the Holy Spirit using me as the conduit to that person. And that's the only way that it can be done because we're too selfish. We're too sinful. We're 
We're caught up in our own selves. And Psalm 119.77 is the answer for me. Psalm 119.77, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, block my transgressions. Let your compassion come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. So in other words, Lord, let your compassion, what you have, let that come to me that I might live. Those are powerful words. Am I even really living if I don't have compassion or mercy? Yeah. Have I missed out on things because I am selfish and thinking about myself and thinking about my own time? Am I not living? That's very powerful words. Let your compassion come to me that I may live, comma, for your law is my delight. And we talk about dwelling on scriptures and learning the commands and learning the things that he wants us to do. And we know the greatest commandment is to love him with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But the second one, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, Lisa, you and I are pretty crazy about ourselves. And I think that if our listeners were honest, they would say the same thing. Yeah. So if we love our neighbor, like we love ourselves, can you imagine what, what your neighborhood would look like? Can you imagine what the world would look like if we would take our eyes off ourselves? <laughs> it's mind boggling because maybe our life would look totally different. Maybe living would become totally different than what we're experiencing because we do have compassion on people. And I think Kay was, you know, alluding to that. Like you have this peace that right. comes over you. This peace that no one can explain when you enter someone else's chaos. I love it. I love this topic and I'm glad that we've taken time to work through it and discuss it. Yeah, me too. Psalm 85, 10, mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and shall make his footsteps our pathway. There's these things don't all these things happen together. And the more merciful we are showing that love and and forgiveness towards others, then that the truth is going to meet us there because people are going to see us in a different life in in a different light. And I think you made a good point, Chrissy, about that's when life really starts, because sometimes don't you think, and I know we're here and God has given us all of this and everything God created was good and our lives are good. And, but don't you think some days he's kind of like, well, that's not exactly what I had planned, but okay. You know, that we, that we spend many days not fulfilling what he had planned for us. And if we truly do live, start living in this way of I've got so much to give because of what Jesus has done in my life and this loving kindness that he's, this, this has said that our friend Carmen talks about this love that is not judgmental, that is just totally abandoned of love for your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength in knowing Christ. And we're just giving that out and entering in with this mercy that he's called us to do, to live out because of what he's done for us. 
not only would our, our lives change, but the world would change because all of that is met with this truth that Jesus is the answer. This is, it's all wrapped in Jesus and everything changes when you start living your life like that, that like Amy Pearson, we're just throwing out a lot of names today, but things are just coming to mind. The fact that she just kind of lives her life on point, you know, not stepping out like, oh, I don't have my Jesus hat on today. So this day's for me. I don't see them doing that. Do you? No, there's not a day off. There's not, there's not a, day, a day, off day off Yeah, to have compassion and mercy on people. Yeah. Jesus didn't take a day off. You know, he, no. there was the Sabbath. There's the Sabbath, but even he healed people on the Sabbath, right? Yes. He, he never took a day off. If he saw someone in need, he always had the margin. He always had the time to show them mercy and compassion. And that's quite an example to follow. It really and something is. for us to, to work toward. And the, really the only way we can accomplish it is through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's it. It's true. It's true. And I, you know, I, I, I love that God gave me that opportunity right after we recorded with Kay, because it really got me thinking about just the opportunities that he gives me that maybe I pass up and I don't want to do that. And I mean, we've all passed up opportunities when we walk away going, oh man, that was a wide open door and I did not go through it. You know, why do I make things so complicated? Why am I not obedient? You know, we beat ourselves up. And so when we do, when we do walk through those open doors and he's with us and we come out of that and we're like, God, you were with me and that blessed me and it blessed the other person. And you're going to be, you're going to be in the midst of this. And it's not a burden that I've got to carry because you're carrying these burdens for us. When we, when we get on the other side of that, it's, it's such a blessing and we're, we're just, we're learning along the way, but gosh, he's, he's so good to us. And not only, you know, walking away or missing an opportunity. What about the days that I'm not accessing that power? And I, I don't even see it. Right. I, I God could have chose me kind of like Noah looking around for somebody to pick and he didn't pick me. Because I'm not, I'm not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't see it. I'm not in tune with God. I'm more in tune with my grocery list or getting to the next thing. And that's why our time is so important. And we have to build in that time of Holy Spirit. If you leave me to do something, my hands are wide open and I'm ready to do it. Use me. Amen. Amen. And summer's a great time. I love summer because it is more, a little bit more of a laid back schedule. You're out more. And so you're seeing your neighbors, you're with friends and you know what, start just entering in, asking some questions, being open-minded and open-handed with what God might do just by a conversation, inviting someone over to, you know, swim or to sit out on your front porch or to have a cookout. These are all great ways to just extend an invitation to enter in. And that's what God's called us to. It's what he did for us. It's just, anyway, I've, I've enjoyed the conversation. So I hope it blesses somebody else too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Go show compassion and mercy to your neighbor or someone else. Keep your eyes open. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. If you like what you heard and were encouraged, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because your recommendation for our podcast brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. 
And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you. God bless.